uh, what's up, everybody? I, how's it going? My name is uh, I'm Big Cheds. You can find me on Twitter at Big Cheds. I'm a Japanese candlestick trader. I'm a newbie helper. I study volume. I'm also studying classical charting. Uh, you check out ChedsTrading.blogspot.com. I have the beginner's guide to cryptocurrency trading. Uh, that I made for you guys to check it out there. I'm also an author. I just published my memoir uh, on battling cancer. It's my pinned tweet uh, on Twitter at Big Cheds. Uh, I'm also on YouTube at Cheds Trading, and I'm a founding analyst at Bitcoin.Live. And this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. I'm, uh, I just mixed up my cocaine Adderall coffee cocktail for the morning and uh, <laughs> we're, we're off to the races. I just want to say that was the best intro of any guest we have had since the dawning of the show. Uh, <laughs> that was... Fantastic. Uh, Bunch, do you want to introduce our guest to the show today? I mean, is there, do I have to? I think he he covered everything there. So we are very honored uh, today to be joined by Big Cheds. Cheds, how you doing, man? I'm hanging out, man. I'm glad the intro worked well for you. Our plan uh, was executed perfectly, I must say. (laughs) Yeah, definitely no mistakes on the back end for sure. Um, but we are happy to have you. We're pumped for this podcast. Um, so, I mean, let's get right into it. So, first, you know, how you how you faring with all the craziness going on in the world? What's been up in your world? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are hurting right now, and my heart goes out to them. Um, we've been. Um, I'm here with my family. We live in New England, and we're managing pretty well. You know, we've got a nice place to live, plenty of food. And uh, we're managing, I think, um, you know, my daughter is not in school, so it's tough for her to not have, uh, you know, see her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm doing okay, and we're managing, so so thank you for asking. Ch- Chamber, you, you can relate to the daughter not in school, I can. Correct. That being said, my daughter has no friends, so she, uh, you know, it's uh, irrelevant. Oh, that's she's so sc- sad. <laughs> you, is that, I have a feeling it's because of her crazy father. Yeah, no, she has a... <laughs> Half human, half Sasquatch father that walks into school most days. So uh, mm. you know that that helps. Uh, but no, I, I hear you there, Chad's. Uh, it's it's tough uh, with the uh, with the kids at the house. They can't yeah. go out and play with their friends. Like she has, yeah. we have neighbors on both sides of us that uh, that have kids her age that mm. she can't really play with. Same here, man. All around us, and like you just can't go over and play with it. You know, right? Now. It's so tough, right? The yeah. kids in my I, neighborhood are not uh, social distancing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're family are letting them run buck wild it's bad parenting right there i guess i mean but what are you gonna do like they're probably driving them crazy otherwise right (laughs) yeah it's true um anyway so uh, you guys all heard by his intro the uh myriad of things that cheds is into so let's get into talking about that so uh you listed off a bunch of things let's start Mm. at the beginning how did how did you get to where you are today 
Well, I've been trading for a while. I've been trading for over 10 years, um, but I started taking it really seriously uh, back in 2013 and 14 when pot stocks became legal. Um, well, not pot stocks. When I guess uh, the U.S. started to decriminalize. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't remember if it was California or what it was, but there was a big uh, boom. Uh, of liquidity in the OTC penny stock market and I really started trading that um, and I made a lot of mistakes and we'll talk about those later I got wrecked uh, <laughs> uh, many times over but what, what I did was I started to learn from my mistakes and with that I started to kind of pass that on to other people um, and that's how I started to grow my Twitter account and that's why I started my blog chedstrading.blogspot.com I uh, came up with the tagline helping new traders avoid my old mistakes because uh, I kept making a lot of old mistakes, and so uh, I like it helped, that. <laughs> it helped. It helped me to show other people not what not to do, to kind of remind myself not to do it myself. Um, and a lot of that—that that was kind of the genesis um, of my my online presence, my Twitter account, uh, and this blog, chestrading.blogspot.com, uh, that I started back in fourteen. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, you you said you started with you know the penny stocks and everything. So, yeah. how did you get first exposed to crypto? What made you uh, make the switch over here, and when was that? I started looking at crypto in, in uh, kind of the early to middle part of 2017. Uh, my my good buddy, I don't know if you've heard of him, is at Big Chonus uh, on Twitter. Big Chonus, and that I sounds follow, like a, a I, I great. A great uh, buddy comedy is Chonus, <laughs> yes. and, Chonus and Cheds, I think would be yeah. a great... <laughs> Big buddies, Chonus and Ched. Chonus and Ched. It's funny, I've, I've known him for, for decades, and uh, that, those are kind of nicknames that our friends gave us in real life, and they kind of translate. That's what Bunchu is, it's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> okay, exactly. So it, mean, it means something for you, usually more than it does for the people online. Yeah, uh, you know, say so in this case, yeah. So um, Big Chonus got me into crypto. It's funny. I remember look, he had um like a Coinbase wallet. I remember looking at his phone and seeing like Ethereum, Litecoin. I remember thinking like, oh, that's so weird. What are those precious metals doing on your phone? Like I don't get it. <laughs> like you know, it was, it, it was just something different to me. And and um, you know. I, uh, so I started tweeting out crypto charts. I started tweeting out Litecoin and Bitcoin charts in in, um, in 17. And I start I noticed like, oh wow, I'm am getting some retweets here. I'm getting some likes. People are interacting with me. And I realized, wow, there's really something going on here. So I started tapping into it. Um, and right about that time, I was diagnosed with cancer. I was diagnosed with stage three lymphoma. Uh, uh, back in uh, right at Thanksgiving of uh, 2017. So as I was going through my cancer treatment. Uh, crypto was really taking off crypto Twitter so it gave me like a, a big a great distraction uh, you know so I didn't have to focus on on going through cancer treatment I could focus on Bitcoin 20k I could focus on all the altcoin alt season um, so that was like an outlet for me uh, that I, you know that I, that I used uh, as I was going through a tough time and that's a, that's a lot of what I write about in my book is kind of that journey um, so that's kind of how it all tied in together and here I am years later Wow, that's a pretty, uh, pretty awesome story. So, are you 100% cancer-free at this point? Yeah, I mean, there's no. It's you know, with with cancer, it's called um, no evidence of disease. Like that, that's your best case. Once you've once you've had it, uh, and you hopefully pass through it, you pass through your treatment. There's no evidence of disease. They, it's not 100%, but it's pretty much 100%. Um, with my lymphoma, and uh, it was an aggressive blood cancer. Um, it's been two years since I completed treatment, so the, wow. the, doc the doctors say that 
it probably would have come back by now. So the, the phrase they use, I talk about my book, is that it's most likely in my rearview mirror. That's uh, awesome. It's how they put it. But, um, you know, it's always kind of in the back of my mind, a little bit of, it's like having a shadow. That you, you kind of you're afraid of your shadow, but I've kind of I've shed that. I feel I feel strong. I feel great. I'm healthy, and um, you know, moving forward, best I can. That's awesome. Uh, see who said crypto Twitter wasn't good for something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we found the one case. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It was it was therapy during a trying time. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think the, that was maybe pre-chamber and then chamber came in and mm. and ruined, ruined the whole the, thing, ruined the whole thing. <laughs> uh, no that so uh, uh chads what's the name yeah. of the what's the name of the book i think you may have said it at the start of the show but uh, can we say yeah. the name of the book again it's called my battles with cancer a candid patient and caregiver's memoir um and it's not just my battle but my battles because after i after i finished my cancer treatment my mom was diagnosed with cancer wow uh, and it, it eventually took her life. Oh, man. So you get to see, you know, I went through the journey of being a patient and then a caregiver and then grieving her death. And so kind of that whole that whole experience uh, is in this book. Wow. That's wow. a pretty powerful story. <laughs> I'm going to have to pick this thing up. <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, I've been living it for, for the last two years. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have it done. I want to move on. It's is not the book just freshly out? Yeah, I came out yesterday. Oh two, wow! Couple, okay. Couple, oh, hot off the ago. press. So hot sweet. Press, All right, yeah. cool. Great yeah. timing. Well, good luck with the book. We'll, we'll obviously tweet it all out and everything, and make sure that cool. uh, you know we get we get the word out there. But that's pretty that's pretty cool. So, what was it like? What's it like writing a book? I mean, especially yeah. about such uh, something so. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask him what's it like reading. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was wondering the same thing, but yeah. the. What's it? What's it like writing a book, especially something yeah. about something so personal and powerful? Well, it's it. It was really hard, uh, but it was cathartic. Um, you know, as as things were happening, as I was going, you know, before I started writing the book, I was taking notes, uh, going to my doctor's office visits, um, having certain interactions that really made a difference. There, there were there was um, just real quickly there was um, when I was receiving when I got my diagnosis, I was with my with my oncologist. And he was telling me, hey, you have cancer, you know, and I'm talking to him. And then he handed me a box of tissues. And, uh, and I was like, well, that's weird. Why are you handing me a box of tissues? I'm not, cry I'm not crying. I looked behind me. My wife was crying. And I realized there were people other than me that were going through this. Uh, and so that was kind of, it, it reminded me, I need to be strong for other people. It's not just me that's going through this. So kind of, you know, stories like that. I, I wrote that down. I wrote down these other stories. Uh, I was wearing, I was wearing a face mask. A woman sat down and I smiled at her and then I, I didn't real. Oh, Hey, say, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize I had my face mask on. Uh, you know, and she said, oh, I knew I could see you smiled with your eyes. Mm, you know, little, cool. little stories like that, little anecdotes, uh, what it was like, you know, watching the medicine go through the IV line into my veins. I, you know, I, I took these notes um, for myself, but for other people knowing that when you're diagnosed, uh, it's really scary. It's unknown what's going to happen next. So I had, a, I had a mission. I had a purpose to help people, to inspire people, but also myself. Uh, because I believe that by facing my challenges up front, I could I could absorb them. I could pass through them. Um, you know, you ever watch like uh, like Dune with the Fremen, and you kind of like you oh. pass you like pass through it. So I've always believed you have to like pass through uh, difficult experiences and not uh, not ignore them. Um, writing was maddening because you write it. You have to keep working it like you're kneading dough. So. 
uh, you know, a, a paragraph, you, you write it 20 times and you read it 40 times until you get it to where you need to. And, and uh, I mean, the book is the book is longer than three uh, of the Harry Potter novels. So, wow, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it took some time, and I'm ready to I'm ready to move on to my next project. I'm re- my next book is going to be on uh, trading, and I'm analyzing. I'm looking at the differences between Eastern and Western technical analysis. Uh, and trading psychology, and I'm really looking forward to to writing that and to and to to, to studying and researching for that. Take so. that, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's not that bitch good never though. gonna buy. She's never gonna buy crypto, <laughs> and she and she can't write a book longer than Chad. That's funny. <laughs> um, oh that, man. Uh, but yeah, th- that's pretty awesome. Had you ever? Yeah. Had you ever written before that? Like, was that some, or is this something that's brand new? I've, I've always been creative. I've never written or published a book. Um, I, 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 st- I, I did the beginnings of a book about 20 years ago. I wrote a, a book on a, dr- a dream journal. Uh, I, I do something. I, I used to do something called lucid dreaming, where you're dreaming. I've always wanted to do that. And you realize that you're you're dreaming within the dream, and you actually you get power. You can it's almost like Neo in the Matrix, where you can kind yep. of do anything. So I had a lot of dreams like that, and those dreams helped me understand kind of my own uh, personal dynamics uh, and what was going on in my relationships with friends and family. And I, ro- I wrote like a short story book of my dreams, um, but I never never really published it. And I actually plan on revisiting that will be book number three i kind of plan on revisiting that and making it interesting um you know down the road that's very interesting i used to when i was a kid i used to lucid dream as well yeah and i used to get pissed because like um i could i I remember specifically like uh, i was i was being attacked or you know there was there was some bad guys coming after me and i manifested like a like a machine gun right Mm. i was i don't know i was like eight years old i'm like okay I, i got this but i also remember you know, uh, certain dreams where there'd be, you know, a girl there and I'm trying to manifest, you know, the next steps. Mm-hmm. And I realized much later down the road that I couldn't, I would, I'd get mad because like, shit, I'm like, I want, I want this to go a certain way, but yeah. it wasn't, it was never happening. And I realized at seven or eight years old or 10 years old, whatever it was, that I didn't know what that looked like. So I couldn't manifest it in my head. <laughs> oh my God. It was very That's upsetting. funny. That is funny. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I, I realized I'm much later down the road. I'm like, yeah, the reason I couldn't do that, because yeah. I I'd mentioned that to somebody, and they're like, yeah, it's because you didn't know what boobies look like. That's or- funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. But anyway, so you uh, you also mentioned, you know, the next one you're going to write on is Eastern versus Western TA yeah. and things like that. So yeah. let's get into that a little bit. So yeah. um, you mentioned in your intro also that uh, you're primarily studying and trading japanese candlesticks so uh, maybe mm-hmm. explain to some of our listeners you know what that means what's the difference and and mm-hmm. and how you kind of uh chose that as your kind of trading path so japanese candlesticks have been around for hundreds of years uh i believe it was uh, i believe it was late 17th century uh, maybe early 18th but um right so there was these feudal lords in japan and they essentially spent all their rice grains uh, 
Uh, so they started trading on rice futures, like like the future rice from their from their um, their servants or whatever their people that were going to come bring in rice. And through that, like the, the the art of the technical analysis was born for Japanese candlesticks. And with all with all technical analysis, it's really about the psychology of the market. You're trying to understand the force of any kind of trend. You're trying to understand like when a trend is reversing, and all that good stuff. Um, when I when I was really getting into the penny stocks back in 2014, I, I really I started to get interested in Japanese candlestick analysis. Uh, oh, the, what's this hammer signal? That's cool. What's a morning star? What's a doji? And I started to really study it. Um, and at this point, I feel like, I mean, Japanese candlesticks right now are my strength. Um, I, t I teach them at Bitcoin Live, among other things. And I feel like, you know, I, if there's someone who's better with candlesticks, I want to meet them so I can learn from them. Um, I've identified that my weakness is, so that's Eastern technical analysis, it's Japanese candlesticks. Western technical analysis would be classical charting. Uh, so for example, you have in Western TA, you have a lot of trend lines uh, and you have a lot of patterns like a bull flag, a symmetrical triangle, a bull pennant. Uh, you take like a, like a head and shoulders pattern, something that everybody knows or a lot of people know. Head and shoulders in, in, in classical TA, it's also called uh, three Buddha in Eastern TA or in Japanese candlesticks. So I like kind of looking at the differences between, you know, what the similarities are and the differences. You have uh, like an inside bar in classical technical, in classical TA, Western TA, and then you have like a harami in Japanese candlesticks. And one uses the candle body, one uses the candle uh, wick, the whole range, and that'd be classical TA. Um, and then you have trading psychology all mixed in. So I, I studied psychology in college and a lot of what I do uh, is kind of looking at it from that perspective and it's just as powerful as technical analysis. Like a lot of the times, especially in Bitcoin, um, you can tell when a, the market's going to bottom based on sentiment, based on Twitter sentiment. You can see people, when people are giving up and saying that it's Bitcoin's a scam and it's going to go to 3K, you know, you're close to the bottom. And when Bitcoin's going 20K and everyone's, you know, if you sold, you're an idiot, that's when it's going to it's gonna top. You know, for example, so you can kind of study social sentiment. You can, uh, and also um, risk management comes in when you talk about trading psychology uh, in the sense you have, to, uh, uh, you have to not be greedy. You have to take profit. You have to understand your own mentality, how you're approaching a trade, why you're trading. Is it because you're bored? You know, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and what I want to do is kind of look at all of that. Uh, put together some of the things I've learned. I told you before about helping uh, new traders avoid my old mistakes. So I kind of want to roll that all in, um, kind of a blend of East-West and trading psychology. That's super interesting. So uh, have you found that, you know, like for you, obviously, Japanese candlesticks is kind of your primary use, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you found that just to be more reliable for you, uh, just easier to, you know, understand uh, how, how did you kind of make that, how did you come to that decision? Because it, it sounds worked. like there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, it just worked for me. I, I studied, I learned it, I read a lot of books on it, and I've been using it. But now I, 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 I thirst, every, every, every method has its blind spot, so I want to... I want to learn what I don't know. Um, I, I've signed. I'm studying right now, also for uh, CMT. I'm going to take the CMT Level One uh, exam in December, uh, Chartered Market Technician. And to do that, I have to learn all these other styles. I have to learn Elliott waves. I have to learn uh, cycles. So I'm, I want to know what I don't know. I want to be. I want to be familiar. I want to be fluent uh, to a certain extent in all these different. Um, 
and all these different methods. Japanese candlesticks, it just, you know, it's just something works for you. You never really know why you like a type of music or, I don't know, you like a brunette versus a blonde. I don't know, whatever metaphor you want to use. Um, I, I just stuck to candlesticks. I like the fact that I know them now, like the back of my hand. Um, but with that, I've identified what I don't know, like uh, the back of my hand, and I'm trying to really uh, brush that up. So I'm like, I'm reading a great book uh, by Richard Schaubacher on classical charting, technical analysis and stock market profits is the name of it. And it's awesome. And I'm, you know, because I've always, volume is very interesting to me. So I'm learning about the different ways to use volume with the different chart patterns. And um, I, my brain likes it. So that's maybe the short <laughs> answer. Uh, Chamber, what candlesticks do you like, brown or brunette? Yeah. I mean, blonde, or, blonde or brunette? <laughs> I'm partial to the red uh, candlesticks uh, myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, touch, kiss by fire. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm always, uh, I, was, I was thinking when you said, oh, like the back of my hand, and people use that term all the time. And I'm like, yes. I looked at the back of my hand for a second. Right. And I'm like, I think I know the front of my head more than the back of my head. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think the red candlesticks uh, are the only ones I'm aware of. I, I mean, that's funny. that's the wrecked candlestick. That's, that yes. that's, <laughs> that's the so wrecked candlestick. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, awesome, man. So uh, yeah. let's let's talk about. It. So your your crypto journey started in. It's around, it sounds like around the same time mine did. So I got in yeah. around uh, 2017 as uh, early, early to mid. So I think like yeah. I, was, I think March, I think around there uh, of 2017. Chamber was literally at the top of Tip 2017. Top. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think what December Chamber or or Thanksgiving? Um, I think it was no. Yeah, it was November like 27th. Yeah. Okay. So well, just after no, but who's counting? Yeah. Just after. <laughs> <laughs> the the day it all changed. So. Uh, um, of course, on the you know, it wouldn't be wrecked podcast if we didn't ask you about uh, you know some of your your crypto wrecked stories along the way. And honestly, they don't even have to be crypto since you've been trading other markets. But yeah, how, how, give us a couple of your uh, your wreck riggedy, riggedy, wrecked son! stories. So I've been wrecked many times. I think it's the only way to uh, to get unwrecked or to uh, to keep going. Uh, I have some crypto wreck stories, but just kind of backing up, um, I I got really annihilated in penny stocks because um, I mean, there's a lot of mistakes I made. For example, I had one I had one play that I bought at point uh, zero zero fourteen, which is like. Um, it's not even a penny. It's like you know whatever that is. It's like one point four cents or whatever. Sure. Not even there's less. a you know there's about tw- two thousand cryptocurrencies that go for that price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> these, these, these micro micro caps. So I bought that and it ran to uh, to forty five cents. It had like a twenty seven thousand percent move. Wow. And I made like stupid money on it. Uh, and then I, I I lost. I basically more or less I lost a quarter of a million dollars in a penny <sighs> stock. And I bought it. I bought it at three cents, and then I bought it at two cents, then I bought it at a cent, then I bought you know, and it keeps going down. And it's a rule. I kept averaging down on my losers, and I, I didn't I didn't know what a stop loss was. I didn't have I didn't have a trading thesis, you know, a reason or an idea for my trade. Um, and I believed the hype. So I learned about the power, the danger of um, of believing the pumpers, the people who are out there telling you, you know, like anytime. Uh, yes, the Twitter know, talking heads too. Twitter talking <laughs> heads, the message board talking heads. Uh, you know, they say like if it's going down, they say, um, oh, they're manipulating the price so they can load cheapies. And if, if, it, um, if it bounces a little bit, 
they try to discourage you from selling by saying, oh, you're selling for lunch money or for beer money. And there's all this like psychology of the market. So I got wrecked, really wrecked doing that. Um, I had a lot of times where I was holding penny stocks and then I would come in the next day and like that penny stock got suspended. So my money went to zero. Uh, like that sucked. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, when I started trading options, I did a lot. I like... I was so many dumb things. I have a friend that I still owe ten grand of his money I lost, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, like like with options, it's all about like the theta, the time decay. So like, you buy an option on Monday, saying you expect it to go to you know the moon by Friday, and then like Friday comes around and it's not there. You know it hasn't hit the your your, your target. And it just every day towards Friday, it loses a certain amount of value, time decay. So I did a lot with options. I did a lot of like averaging down on on contracts that ended up expiring and like going to zeros. I just, you know what I mean? I just, you have to make a lot of really dumb mistakes. That's why I empathize with people when I see them. Oh, I did this. I did that. I got, I got wrecked. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like that. That's human nature. Uh, your greed gets in. Your lack of experience. Uh, you listen to the wrong people. Um... For crypto, uh, my wife keeps asking me when Litecoin is going to go back to three hundred dollars. <laughs> um, we might have some average, bad news for her. Huh? Yeah, her average, her average is three hundred dollars for the like. I I bought into the hype, man. I'm like, ah, Litecoin's going to a thousand, baby. Like, you know. So she's still sitting on a little Litecoin hodl at three hundred dollar average, and um, that's my wife. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, that's uh, I got wrecked there, you could say. For Char- Charlie Lee got us all. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, Charlie Lee. That's really funny. Um, so, you know, you said you, you bought into the hype. So what's, yeah. uh, what's some advice you might give to anybody new or... Uh, you know, recently started trading or even just, uh, you know, that's been trading for a while that you mm-hmm. wish you had uh, during that during that time? Well, I mean, there's a rule. Everybody says this is is don't don't trade with money you can't afford to lose. Uh, that's a pretty obvious one. Um, if you're desperate, maybe you're going to do it anyway. But you really need to um, try to find a way to remove your emotional connection. Uh, so I would say you need to try to monitor yourself as you're trading. Are you feel are you excited are you are you um, are you do you think it's risky like like keep a journal of your trades you know when you enter a trade write down this is why I'm entering the trade this is what I think is gonna happen this is my plan you know when all is said and done write down what happened after the fact because you need to learn from your, your mistakes if you don't you're gonna keep repeating them so keep a journal keep a trading log an Excel spreadsheet this is my entry this is my exit you know try to find a way to monitor yourself because no one else no one else gives a shit about you like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give a shit about yourself, because no one else will, uh, and you gotta find a way to monitor yourself. Is what I would say. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's really interesting for trading and even you know running any kind of business on your own. Being entrepreneurs is yeah accountability because nobody. You're right. It, one, it gets, it could get very lonely very quick, and two, mm. uh, there's nobody coming right it's just yeah. you it's is so uh you have to hold yourself accountable and uh, in order to kind of take yourself to the next level in my opinion what else you got world? chamber mm. i was gonna say um i get uh when you were saying 
write down you know if you're feeling if you're feeling excited if you're feeling anxious yeah um you you are you hit the nail right on the head because i think i know a lot of people have gotten into crypto specifically through you know through gambling we have a lot of gamblers i think out there People chasing oh, that, baby. oh baby! People chasing that high, and you're 100 percent right. It, you know, it's obviously a form of gambling, um, where I guess in, in certain cases, depending on who you are, you have a little bit more um, ability to read and and react to. Uh, well, to the that's gamble. it, right? You're looking for an edge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I think you hit it right on the head by saying, "Hey, let's let's write down." How you're feeling, what your expectations are, um, you know, what your plan is, and then and then revisit it and do do a post mortem after the fact and say, hey, this is what happened. Uh, this is uh, you know this is this was my plan, and did I did I hit it? Did I did I did I did I, did I stick to the plan or did I fuck up and uh, you know uh, became become a moon boy overnight because uh, that happens, right? <laughs> I think the interesting thing too there is uh, like. The emotional piece like you said right it's how how did i feel during that time because that has a lot to do with your psychology going in and out of even the next trade right or hey this is what happened when i felt this way how can i what can i do to to avoid that next time right i mean that's really it um I, you it's harder it's like that's the hardest part and yeah. anybody could recognize a bull trap a bull flag or head and shoulders um, you know, but it's it's really easy to mess up a good play. It's really easy to mess up a good play. Um, so there's things you can do. Like you have, it, like it's almost like success does, uh, in spite of yourself, and that's the only way to do it. Is you're going to constantly try to find ways to mess to kind of trip yourself up, and you have to manage. You have to to manage uh, in spite of yourself. You have to force yourself to to to, to take profit, to scale in, to scale out. You have to force yourself to use a stop loss. Um, and you have to use bankroll management. You talked about um, uh, gambling. I wrote a, an article many years ago uh, on my blog called Five Ways Trading is Like Poker. I was a poker grinder. F- well, I, you know, I, I was playing six uh, tables at a time. I was you know, playing 30 tournaments a day. And uh, you, you have to allow yourself the ability to fade um, volatility. So you don't want to put more than 5% of your bankroll in any play, uh, for example. You have to do things like that uh, just to allow yourself to absorb uh, losses, absorb uh, volatility, absorb uh, bad luck. Um, and you have to think about it that way. You have to kind of uh, just, you have to, to manage your own mistakes and, and you have to succeed uh, in spite of yourself is what I would say. Very interesting, yeah, and I think that's I think that's really the key to somebody who does it casually, or mm, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, the fifty x long guy, <laughs> and then you mm-hmm. know the guy that's grinding it uh, twelve hours a day, right? So yeah, um, and then you know, just for you personally, I'm just curious because yeah. everybody has uh, their own. What about uh, time frame preference for you? Like, are you yeah. uh, are you you know someone that swing trades on the daily or you intraday you know five minute candle where are you at so i like to understand where i am i start at the daily chart um and i usually go out to like a three day or a weekly to get a sense of the broader trend uh when i'm when i'm when i'm leverage trading uh, when i'm flipping i'm usually in a lower time frame maybe an hour 
sometimes a 15 minute if there's volatility i was just looking at twitter on 15 minute we had a bollinger pinch a really tight kind of a consolidation after that big move so kind of depending on what's going i'll look at a lower time frame but i i always keep in mind the smaller the time frame uh the greater the chance for a false signal um but I st just to kind of give you a more simple answer, I really focus on what's going on in the daily chart. I like four hour. I like one hour. Uh, it's hard for a parent to tell you which of their children they like the most. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Chamber will tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you. No problem. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Uh, yeah, cool, man. I, I, what are, I think you have a really interesting story and just uh, really powerful as well. So I think it'll be inspiring for a lot of our audience and people to hear. Um, Chamber, what else you got? Anything? I was going to say. I was going to say. I think uh, Cheds has been probably the guest we've had that has, uh, and obviously, you know, the, the, your, your cancer story. Even aside, uh, that that's its own thing. But I think you grasp. Uh, I think I think we're on the same page as far as providing um, people out there with you know stories and you know you really capture the wrecked uh, attitude that, that we're trying to do as well. Like <laughs> hey, yes. like a lot of people are fucking wrecked out there. Here's here are ways not to get as wrecked if if you listen a little bit. So uh, I think I think you symbolize kind of our best guest as far as what we're trying to do here on our end. So I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate those stories. Obviously, you know the the uh, I, I'm excited to read the book as well to see uh, to see your you know your journey with uh, with cancer. But again, that aside, I mean just just understanding the markets and understanding you know how people are getting wrecked and, and helping them out um, as much as you can. I think uh, I think that's really good. Yeah, flat, first of all, flattery, flattery will get you everywhere. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you I, catch I, more I, flies with honey. That's <laughs> right, baby. Etchins <laughs> um, have always been a social animal, and uh, I mean, it's not like 100% altruistic. By helping other people not get wrecked, it helps me not get wrecked, too. It's just a, Right. Um, you, you see people have Twitter feeds where, the, where it's like um, once in a while they'll throw out a disclaimer and they say, you know, my Twitter feed is just f is just to remind myself later of what I did, you know. So it you know, um, you you want to make it instructive for other people, but it also helps you. Um, and just I, it, like I said back when I was, I just saw so many people getting um, so many people being taken advantage by the pumpers uh, back in the OTC penny stock market, and I just wanted to help them, and it uh, it worked. It was I, it was a role I enjoyed. I embraced. Um, and I think we got to look out for each other, man. It's a, it's a tough world. I agree. Um, so we appreciate you sharing your story, uh, definitely. And uh, Chamber, are you ready to get to some uh, some fun and games oh, here? Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part I of the show. I forgot. I forgot. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, explain to the people what we got, buddy. So, as uh, as our listeners may or may not know, when we do have guests on, uh, we we like to ask. Um, you know, what trivia category they're most confident in. And uh, I happened to be messaging back with Cheds, and I asked, I think I asked him yesterday, I said, hey, yeah. you know, what, what category do you feel most comfortable in? And right away, I think you said Star, I want to say Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, you're a big Star Trek guy. Yeah. Um, mostly Next Generation and Voyager? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, you also said Game of Thrones. Yep, and uh, I thought we, we agreed that Game of Thrones was going to be the category. Okay. Uh, I thought for some reason Bunchu didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I was asking him prior to. 
and he did. But uh, I think I, I'm going to go up against you for yeah, Game of gonna Thrones. Yeah, you're going to go. You're going to go up. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I'll, I don't want to go up against anyone, man. <laughs> no, that's how this works. <laughs> it's going to be funny because I watched. I'm going to. I'm going to go on record. I, I've watched every single episode of Game of Thrones. I couldn't tell you the name of three characters. Uh-huh. Oh, you're so in trouble. My I'm... ability to retain Game of Thrones information is comical. Um, so you you will probably wipe the floor with me. I might have found the hardest trivia quiz <laughs> on the internet, too. So you, <laughs> you guys are screwed. <laughs> uh, my wife gets mad at me. Every time we would watch, uh, you know, every Sunday, whatever it was, yeah. give it... Five minutes into it, I'm like, Who, who's this guy again? Oh my god, who's, who's Dude, this guy again? My wife, my wife does that, and I make fun of her so hard. Like, we will literally be in season five of yeah, a no, show no. of a show that we're binge watching. So not mm. like something she's had to wait a year for. Like, we'll have literally been watching hours upon hours of this television show, and she'll be like, "Wait, who the hell's that?" Or like, she'll be trying to describe it to me, and she'll be like, "Oh man, I what's the guy's name?" I'm like, "We literally just watched five hours of." It. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it is so funny. Uh, but I think I might have found uh, it, this touts itself as the hardest Game of Thrones quiz on the internet. So we're, we're going with this. Uh, I, hope, I hope I don't embarrass myself. So uh, we'll that's see. okay. So we, what did we do last week where we literally had, I don't think any of us got any of them right. I forget <laughs> what the last one was. You're right, though. Nobody, <laughs> I can't think of what the category was. But yeah, uh, nobody got anything right. I think it was 90... Was it ninety? Nineties TV, yeah, nineties TV. Was it nineties TV and nobody yeah. got anything right? It was yeah. a tough one. It was a, a, it was a, it was a tough a category. Terrible category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was better than Brian Adams' nineties love songs that oh I, my God. I I got Chamber on. <laughs> I did okay. <laughs> yeah, you did it pretty good actually. I did okay. All right, All so right. Chamber, I'm going to start with you. All right, sounds good. Who was responsible for the creation? I'm going to give you multiple choice. Okay. Who was responsible for the creation of the Night King? Is it A, Lord of the Light, B, the Children of the Forest, D, or C, the Drowned God, or D, the First Men? Can you say the, the who they made? It's an easy one. The Night King. <laughs> the Night King. Yeah. Um, Chad, you're gonna have a chance to steal when he inevitably yeah, botches okay. this. So the Night King is that the White Walker? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, you're you're not good at Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally watched every episode. Um, I'm gonna the the first people, the Lord of the Light. All right, uh, that is incorrect. Uh, Cheds for the steal. It's uh, the children of the forest. They t- they put dragon glass inside uh, the first the the heart of the first men uh, because they were they were dying. They were getting killed by the first men. So they created the White Walkers uh, and the Night King. Um, and actually, in the book, the Night King was a former commander of the uh, the Night's Watch. You are uh, so fucked, Chamber. And oh he, uh, my goodness! And he actually and he went beyond the wall and he met a White Walker and fell in love with her. And like so, he had like had a baby with an undead. It's crazy stuff. Ooh. That is that is correct. Damn it! <laughs> I... What if I said? It, what if I came back and just was like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay. All right. So this one. So Ched's this up Ched's one again. nothing. Yeah. Ched, Ched's up one nothing. It's Ched's turn. In the TV show, what was Hodor called before he got his tragic door holding nickname? Wow. Didn't even need the multiple choice. Son of a bitch. Willis is an option, and Willis is correct. Oh, you are so screwed. Oh, this is bad. Okay. All right. Stop, stop playing around. Stop you're playing not. Around. You're not gonna. Oh my god. I gotta get one. Rocked. All right. Here's question three. All right. Who Listen. was the leader of the Golden Company Cells Wards when Danny ransacked King's Land, uh, Landing? Was it Wes Borland, Harry Strickland, Kiefer Sutherland, or Robert Westland? I hope you choose. Okay, Wes Borland is definitely the guitar player from Limp Bizkit. Or the neighbor in Home Improvement? I'm not That's sure. That's Al Borland. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. So, can I have the last three names again? Uh, Harry Strickland, uh-huh. Kiefer Sutherland. It's definitely not Kiefer. And Robert Westland. So, in your mind, you have a 50 50 shot. Yeah, here. I'm going Robert Westland. You, uh, you picked wrong. Ah, damn it! <laughs> Uh, oh, I didn't get. Uh, uh, well, I guess uh, it could still be West Borland or Kiefer Sutherland. Cheds for the steal. Give me the. It was the second one. I always thought it was Dario Naharis. It a, is. It Strickland. is Harry Strickland. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, three nothing. Cheds. This is really getting out of hand here. Uh, Cheds, your yeah. <laughs> your turn. Uh, here, here's the, uh, the question. Danny's dragons are mm. or were called uh drogon viserion and uh option a dougal no oh, siri trying to answer the question uh <laughs> Rhaegal, or balerion oh it's not balerion that's an old dragon balerion the dread that was from uh the, the previous one dance of dragons uh right no i definitely knew that too uh <laughs> give me give me <laughs> I I actually knew, know this one. I'm All not, right. Give it to me again. I think I know. I, I think I know. I think it's Rhaegal, but give me them again. Dugal, nope. Vagar, Rhaegal, or Rhaegal. I'll go with Rhaegal. That is correct. Goddamn. <laughs> A four nothing ass kicking out the gates. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're never getting this one either. So let's. <laughs> I have a 25% chance. You can All right. Me? Ewan Rayon, who played Ramsey Bolton, yeah. was almost cast as which character? All right. Oh, you have a I, shot at this. I think I know this. I think I know this. Jon Snow, Gendry, Podrick Payne, or Rob Stark? I think he was supposed to be. I think he was supposed to be. Uh, sorry, what? Give me the names again. <laughs> <laughs> John Snow, yeah. Gendry, Podrick Payne. I think it was supposed to be John Snow. Is that your final answer? Yes, that's my final answer. That is correct. I think I heard that. <laughs> I, I know about the actors. I'm I didn't of... know that. I didn't know that. That is correct. Well done, Chamber. You're on the board. Question number six. Who said, I don't plan on knitting by the fire while men fight for me? Is it Liana Mormont, Sansa Stark? Sir Brienne of Tarth or Olena Tyrell? Is that for me? Yes. Yeah, that's you, Chad. Um, mm, the oh, teeth are sons or Liana. I'll go with Liana. Liana is correct. Damn it! <laughs> I thought I was going to steal one for sure. Why? You knew that one? No, I was just thought uh, I would have a set uh, oh. off the board. <laughs> All right, number seven here. 
who's oh no hold on sorry that's a picture question you can't see that um which body which body part did kit harrington say was in severe pain when filming the dragon riding scenes in season eight his right arm his right knee his right shoulder or his right testicle i'm going with right testicle i mean you have to right right i mean i can't leave that on the table that's correct. Look at Damn. you. <laughs> I know more about the actors. That's you got why, why I'm... Well, <laughs> more like one actor and one testicle is what you really uh, have to answer to. Well, what a testicle. <laughs> All right. Uh, number... What am I on? Eight. <laughs> Which UK drama had Hannah Murray, who played Gilly, and Joe Dempsey, who played Gendry, appeared together before Game of Thrones? Is mm. it The Misfits? Skins, Holly Oaks, or Sugar Rush? Yeah, I've never heard of any of those. Uh, but I'll guess. Uh, I'm gonna say the, I don't know out of the Oaks. Holly Oaks. Is he sure? The- <laughs> That is, that is incorrect. The first <laughs> Ched miss on this one. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. So question nine here is Chambers. The score right now, actually, you know, you're not too bad. I think you're officially mathematically eliminated. However, uh, since there's only two questions left, you're only down five to two. Not bad. So you could make this respectable if you get this one and steal the next one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. that would be very respectable. That would be a 5-4 uh, loss for you. That would be a right. nail-biter. It would be. Uh, I mean, not really, but... <laughs> It's more like garbage time, but yeah. <laughs> All right, which of these characters is dead? Mm. Jaken Hagar, Nymeria the Direwolf, Hot Pie, or Edison Tollett? Edison Tollett. What was the first name again? Jaken Hagar. It's spelled H parentheses. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I think I know him. I think it's. I think it's that. Okay, so you're going with Jock and Jock Hagar? Jock Hagar, yeah. That is incorrect. Damn it. All right. <laughs> now now the route is on. Uh, Chedge, <laughs> you got it? You got this one or no? I mean, I'm just a little bit... Uh, I'm thinking... I don't think Nymeria is dead. That's... that's uh, Arya's wolf. Jack and Hagar is a faceless man, but he, he never really dies because he just keeps going. Uh, so the other two were Hot Pie. I don't think Hot Pie died. So I'm going to go with the last one. What was the last one? Edison Tollett. Yeah, I'll go with whoever the hell that is. Never heard of that person. But Well, you wouldn't have heard of him because he's dead. So that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that wow. is correct. Six to two. And the last question here goes to Cheds. What is the name of the giant dragon slaying crossbow that failed to protect Ooh. King's Landing? Millipede, the... You're making me very cross, Bo. Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpion or Mantis. Scorpion. Scorpion. Mantis. Scorpion is correct. What an ass kicking that wow. was. Seven to two. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> not fair. I was telling him um, I've been listening to the Game of Thrones books on tape, uh, kind of just to get my creative juices going. Just for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, just for the podcast. <laughs> I've been preparing. Uh. That's the, well, well that, it paid off. I mean, all that, all that <laughs> reading that Chamber doesn't like to do, you, you have, <laughs> you have proven that it paid off, uh, and a seven to two 
landslide victory. So route, yeah, route that. So that's gonna wrap it up for us. We appreciate you coming on, man. So uh, before we go, we just want to give you the floor to, um, you know, either mention anything we didn't get to or tell people where they can find you, where they can find the book, all of that good stuff. Uh. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad I reached out and connected. Uh, first of all, gentlemen, thank you. Um, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Big Cheds. Uh, I'm on YouTube at Cheds Trading, although not uh, very active. Um, I am putting out a free audio version of my book on YouTube. I'm reading uh, one chapter at a time. I just published my uh, memoir on fighting cancer. You can find it on my pinned tweet on Twitter, My Battles with Cancer. Um, If you're just getting started with trading, check out chedstrading.blogspot.com. There's a lot of great free resources there. Um, And I'm a founding analyst at Bitcoin Live. Uh, If you're looking for kind of an educational platform, uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, hey, just glad you guys, uh, you brought me in here. I'm glad all my cramming for Game of Thrones trivia. <laughs> <off. laughs> uh, yeah, man, that is awesome. Well, we've appreciated it. What a, a great podcast. Chamber, any parting words before we get going? No, I, uh, I, I want to thank Cheds for, for coming on. And like I said earlier, one of our, one of the best, uh, you know, guests we've had on in a very long time. So uh, this is this is definitely one of my favorite shows in a while. So thank you very much for coming on, for talking with us and sharing some stories. Absolutely. So check out Cheds and grab his book. And otherwise, uh, check us out in the normal spaces, coinhq.tv, at coinhq underscore on Twitter, and our normal wrecked podcast channels. Our telegram's been popping off lately, Chamber. It has been popping off, as That's the kids say. Po- it's totally, totally poppin', been popping poppin'. off. It's been popping. <laughs> it's been popping. So, uh, it's been yeah, it's been so lit. Um, but so come come join come join us in there and talk about lit things uh, and that's uh, t.me slash rect underscore podcast and that's it for us so until next time don't get wrecked and that is financial advice hey everybody thanks for listening you can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.